So more encounters with police that I can recall uh, right now. Uh, we've got, let's see, I was uh, in Tacoma, Washington. I was walking down the street and I had just lit a cigarette and I was passing a bus stop. There was no people anywhere to be seen. A few cars driving down the road. It was kind of a rainy, cloudy day as Tacoma it tends to be. Uh, I get down the road, walking past this bus stop, smoking a cigarette, and all of a sudden blue lights pop up. And um, when blue lights pop up, I stop, turn, and look, and it's this cop. He gets out of his car. He'd been there for a while. He had some stripes, a little older, salt and pepper hair guy. He gets out of the car. And I said, what? And he's got this like smirk on his face. And he says, there's no smoking at the bus stops. So I have to explain to him that when you pulled me over, I was walking, sir, past the bus stop. And there was no one at the bus stop either. <laughs> and I was behind the bus stop on the sidewalk walking before you stopped me and impeded my way of travel. So anyway, uh, he IDs me. He says, you've got a warrant in Everett, which was for peeing in an alley. Um, and you should go take care of it. I said, I know I got a warrant in Everett, but they won't extradite because it was for peeing in an alley. So anyway, he lets me go, gives me my ID back. And later that day, I tried to get, first I found a wallet on the sidewalk. Um, I was homeless and in a different frame of mind at the time and uh, no excuse still, but I took the 15 bucks that was in it and left the credit cards and everything in the wallet and put the wallet back in the mailbox. Um, then on my way back toward the mission down there in Tacoma, um, I get toward the mission and uh, there's this huge train that constantly blocks me from getting over there. It just starts up as soon as I get close, close enough. And then it blocks me and stops every time. It was like, I could tell it was on purpose. There's no way it's not on purpose. It's happened too many times. There's nobody else walking beside me. It's just me trying to cross the tracks to get to the mission. And they block me off. They did it over and over again. Yeah, they spent a lot of money doing that. Why would you do that? That doesn't even make sense. But anyway, uh, I think I finally climbed over the train or something and, and uh, went to the mission. But um, that was one uh, one experience in Tacoma with an officer. Um, I don't think uh, I had a lot of experiences with police in Tacoma. I wasn't really breaking, breaking. Well, I didn't have any victims. Let's put it like that. There were no victims in any crime I may have committed. And the only crimes I was committing was the use of drugs to keep myself from thinking about the horrible situation I was in and all the questions I had. <laughs> so, uh, another one, um, I was in Memphis, Tennessee in East Memphis at the Kirby Woods Baptist church off Poplar Avenue. Actually, I was a couple of blocks up toward West towards, uh, 
an apartment complex where there was a clubhouse. But I was wanting to go to this church because my stepfather had just kicked me out. And I didn't know about uh, the missions or food stamps or any of that stuff because we didn't have Internet. And nobody really told me anything to help me. You know, it's just the way it was, I guess. So um, I ended up uh, going in, into this clubhouse. I guess where they got some exercise equipment and and showers and maybe a sauna or something. I don't know, but it was in an apartment complex. And I get in there and I just wanted to take a shower. I stank. Uh, I was disgusted with myself. I didn't know how I was going to get a shower. This is the only opportunity in life I had that I thought. Um, I had no money. I had nothing. So I'm in here showering and uh, lathering up. You know, just taking a shower. Got soap all over my arms and my legs and my chest. Shampoo in my hair, you know. Um, all of a sudden, I hear freeze, and it's the police. It's this lady who was like in her 20s. This police lady was holding a gun on me. And then a couple of guys came around the corner with their guns on me, cops. And uh, they asked me what I was doing, and I said I was taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> What's it look like I'm doing? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I told him I was taking a shower. I was homeless. I was 19. Uh, I, I had just gotten kicked out. I didn't know where to go. And then I was going to go to this church and ask for some help. And uh, they pretty much let me go. Yeah, they. it was humiliating, that's for sure. Everybody's staring at me butt naked with soap on me. But uh, it was humiliating, and yeah, I wish I'd have known better. I wish I'd have known how to get a shower, where I could go to stay, all that. I didn't know. I found out eventually years later. I figured it out. But I had to go to prison first because in prison they told me everything that I needed to know about, about having a place to sleep or, you know, finding work. Or I found out in prison, whereas no one would tell me on the streets, so. Um, found out in there. Um, then I had a girlfriend. I think I already told this story once about a girlfriend whose father was chasing me down in his Jeep and trying to run me over. One of those stupid stories. Anyway, cops came up to me then. And they asked me what I had done with the guy's daughter, his stepdaughter. And I said, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And he just was concerned. There was a bunch of young guys, and they were concerned that the guy was upset about me being with his daughter. Because, of course, I was homeless now. I wasn't at first when I first met her, but now I was homeless, and my drinking was being exposed and all that good stuff. And uh, I was listening to a Judas Priest tape, and I remember one of the officers commenting on it because he liked it. But anyway, they let me go. So, I mean, I've met a few decent police that weren't gung-ho about throwing you in a cage throughout my life. Um, yeah, I've met a few. I've met some decent officers who had some compassion. It's been a long time, though. Been a very long time. Since then, it's been mostly, well, I'm not going to say any, anything negative, but uh, they weren't pleasant to be around whether I'd done something or not. I mean, 
uh anyway that's all old news water under the bridge again there you go uh so yeah um there's a couple more times i was had dealings with police officers um uh, another one actually got me in the back of his car after i was arrested by an undercover cop and i started questioning my rights and he said you didn't even have to tell they tell him anything when he called you and asked you to come to his car and ask you for id you didn't have to tell him your name or your id you didn't have to show up produce id you didn't even have to have a conversation with him it's called a consensual acquaintance and if you don't want to have conversation with him you have the right not to and there was another decent cop and i'm glad he schooled me a little bit because of course i had years of law library to read law and all that good stuff and a lot of these cops got it hard i know because they feel like the bad guy right now well that's kind of how i felt my whole life the bad guy even when i was a little kid today i think we're all bad guys and we all probably need to straighten up but that's my opinion so i'm gonna let it go with that and uh think of what else i can remember to give you on a, another podcast story uh i hope you guys are enjoying it um you need me to talk a little faster a little less slowly uh, just let me know uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of in my own comfort zone trying to talk to you actually it's not that comfortable it's kind of hot in here right now but you all have a great day enjoy your evening and happy Labor Day God bless you <laughs>